Are you ready? Ready to release internal pain? To find confidence, clarity, and direction for your future? To live a life of meaning, fulfillment, and contribution? To trust your intuition again, but something's been holding you back? You've come to the right place. Welcome. I'm Ian Hawkins, the host and founder of the Grief Code podcast. Together, let's heal your unresolved or unknown grief by unlocking your grief code. As you tune in to each episode, you will receive insight into your own grief, how to eliminate it and what to do next. Before we start, I have one request. If any new insights or awareness land with you during this episode, please send me an email at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com and let me know what you found. I know the power of this work and I love to hear the impact these conversations have. Okay, let's get into it. Carl Pickering started asking those questions that you may have asked yourself, like something doesn't quite add up, but there's got to be more to my life. A lot of what I'm hearing and seeing just doesn't make sense. And that journey led him firstly to build a relationship with God later in life. And it also led him to continue to question, even in that space, he realized that there are elements of the church that didn't necessarily work for him. In fact, there is an element of dependency that exists within that environment as well. So in this chat, Carl talks about that relationship with God, that relationship with that intuitive side of ourselves and how we can actually use that to navigate our life, to bring in more of what we want and also build that independence within ourselves. So if you've ever experienced religion, maybe some of it hasn't added up, maybe you're experiencing that now and there's some disillusionment with it, you'll really enjoy this chat and you'll get a heap out of it. Uh, enjoy Carl Pickering. Hey, everyone, and welcome this week's guest, Carl Pickering. Carl, how are you? Yeah, good, Ian. Yeah, excellent, thanks. Yourself? Going really well, thank you. Now, typically when we do these interviews, there's a, a real defining moment, shock to the system. For, for you, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, definitely life-defining, but not necessarily one of those stop you in your in your track sort of moments. Um, so, so tell me, you said there's sort of a long list of things going through your life that have transformed you from where you were. Uh, one of the ones was when the, the, the quote you said to me just before when you, when you had been introduced to God and you, you said you'd made a statement to your wife about needing to get a church. Can you share a bit about that um, part of the journey? Uh, look, um, me and my wife, both of us weren't brought up in the church. Um, we weren't brought up around that, that kind of ideal. Um, I had a belief there was a God. My wife was indifferent towards that, that thought process. Um, she's a logical person in the relationship. You know, she's, you know, studies and looks and she's looked up, you know, creation and evolution and, and everything else. And so she, I don't think she had any sort of actual belief, but we just, there was nothing. But to actually go to a church was so foreign to us. It was ridiculous. Um, and to myself as well, really. Um, but like I said, I've been around a group of business leaders for a while. My wife was part of that, but 
not fully like I was into um, what they were. Um, so yeah, the moment I said, with, let's go to, I said, I think I need to find a church. Um, there was a, a mortified look on her face that I still remember to this day. And yeah. she might tell the story differently if she was here, she'd tell it differently. But, yeah, um, yeah. but, but there was, there was a look on this face of like, oh my, first of all, you got us into this weird business thing that you're trying to do. And then now, now this, and, um, but, you know, funnily enough, we went along to, you know, hey, we actually didn't even know what the differences were between denominations of churches. We didn't know that. Had yeah, no right. idea what was what. Um, I had one thought process. I didn't want to go to a Catholic church. Sorry to Catholics out there, but I just didn't want to do that. Um, that was it, you know. And um, yeah. actually, I didn't even know what a Bible was all about, really. I didn't. That's how funny we were, you know. We were. Um, we just didn't know where we were at in that. So um, another part of that story is just quickly. Sorry, I I actually picked Thank up you. a Bible and I started reading the Old Testament, and I picked up. I went, oh wait a minute, this ain't the right Bible. This is the Jewish Bible not realizing that it was actually the same thing like i just had i just <laughs> was totally so between the two of us we were totally um naive to the whole process um, but you can't deny god and what he does you know yeah well said uh you mentioned you before we jumped on you went to a catholic school because your mum wanted to give you a private education how did you miss out on things like the, knowing about a bible and that sort of stuff you you were <laughs> Yeah, I don't. You know what? That's a real funny thing. Um, because what's actually really strange, Ian, is I did. I remember during reading class, like we we had to read before um, school. I don't know. So we had a reading time. I remember mm. at times I didn't actually um, take a book with me, and so to make myself not get in trouble, I'd actually pick up the Bible that was sitting there and just read it. Um, it obviously just didn't click with me. You know. Um, yeah. I think this happens with a lot of people. They don't. They grow up not really believing in God or not having a thought process around that. And it's not until, I think there's actually a process where God gets hold of someone and opens up. It's like, it's like awakening to the world. When you're not awake to what's going on in the world, you're actually closed off. You actually don't see it. And no matter how much you try and explain to someone, this ain't right, this ain't happening, this is happening, they're still not going to see it because they're not awakened and open to it. Um, yeah, and, and something spiritually inside of us happens where we're awakened to something and all of a sudden I realised there was, I don't know, it's just I, I just saw it for what it is. And, yeah, I, I didn't realise how much I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. And, and that would be a great way to sum up when, when people go through that change. They, 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 you're only aware of what you're aware of. You only know what you know. And when something comes into your world that you're, like, that you're curious about, and actually makes a bit of sense it's suddenly like wow and and you just what you summed up there is like a lot of what i've seen and heard over the last few years when people are you know screaming from all different angles their their truth and their beliefs and it's like you have to allow the space for people to find their own way through it and helping them to have their needs met so that they are in a place of being receptive to something new to an alternative that's where to me that's where the real magic happens yep yep certainly certainly not totally 100 agree with that in that's spot on so your journey with into having that connection with god you said it really came from a time where you were joined into a network marketing business and 
one of the positives of network marketing that you described was that there's, yes, there's the business element, but there's this personal development element. Was that, did that, that personal development part of it find you at a really opportune time? Were you, were you hungry for more of that growth? Um, yes. It's interesting. When you, like I said before, when something hits you, you don't know, you, you don't always know you're looking for it, but yeah. when it hits you smack bang in the face, you sort of go, where's this been all my life? Um, I need this. And I think I did, I was working, I just done 12 months away in the mining industry. I was away from my family. Obviously this is a big thing. Um, I was doing six weeks on one week off at the, at the time, which is crazy sort of length of time away from home. Yeah. And then I came home and there were some things that were set up there. Like I looked at guys who were, I was only, you know, mid twenties then, 27, I think. The, I looked at the guys around me. They were a lot older than me. This is a typical story. Uh, I looked at guys who are, you know, in their forties, fifties, sixties even, working with them. And I realized I didn't want to be where they were at. But at the same time, I also realized I wanted to be home more. Um, and so I went into a looking zone and my, just happened to be a family member was involved in the network marketing. I literally just said, I want to have a look. And that went from there. But the personal development area, once I seen that, I'd never seen anything like it before. It wasn't brought up around personal development. Um, I started reading the books that I was given. I was started listening to cassette tapes, believe it or not. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, set tapes, the tape, we used to get tape of the week. And then it went to CDs after that. And I just, I used to, I just ate it all up. I just, I couldn't get enough of the information. I went to every seminar, every conference, um, every Monday night I was at the meetings and I couldn't get enough of that. And, and so, yeah, that was the start of a change in personnel, in person, personnel and who I was, um, me trying to be a better person. Um, it, yeah, it opened me up to the world of God, but it's interesting because I kind of don't see it the same way now as what I, I see it now. And I, I, just, I just believe we've actually moved into a different, I reckon, believe we've moved into a different part of this era um, or the next era, to tell the, to tell the truth. So mm. that's another subject really at the moment. But um, mm. yeah. We might, we might come back to that. Um, I imagine many listeners will be, either having or have experienced that when they first discover something about personal development or personal growth and they've never been exposed to it and not you don't grow up with that was my experience i'm suddenly like learning these things from people like jim Rohn and les brown and 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 the my first mentor like i was listening to all his, all his stuff on mindset and yeah. i'm like you just can't get enough right and yeah, yeah. There's something in you is like, well, actually, I know what it was for me because I because when I first signed up with my, um, like a paid mentor, he was like, "Why do you want this?" and and I spat out the words before I could even think about, oh, "I'm sick of being mediocre." Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what so many get inspired by that world of personal development because it's like this is actually like how good I can actually be better. I've, I've wondered for how, for, for the longest time, how can I improve? And here it is. Yeah. 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 And, and that's exactly it. Like everyone's, as my mentor used to say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, you know, and um, the reality of it is the whole world out there right now, and it has been like this for a long time, 
everyone, and I think the world has brought us to this stage where, um, and I think it's, to be honest with you, it's, been, it's by design. They've, they've deliberately brought everyone to their knees, you know. Um, everyone's focused, everyone has to focus on trying to make money. There's two couples who have to work. Um, they can't constantly figuring out how to juggle family life and work life and pay the bills. It's, it's constant, 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 and it's, it's only got worse um, in the last, you know, 30 years or so, but it's only got 10, 100-fold worse. It's continually to get worse. Um, and I'll be honest with you, there's only one way to go. You, you've, you've, humanity has to go one way. The, humanity has to work out what they were created to be and who they were meant to be on this earth, or they're going to stick to what they're doing right now, which is where we're at sort of thing, and... The, the world itself, the elites of the world are going to keep ruling over them and they're going to, they're going to be happy to, they're going to actually with open arms happily accept socialism and communism and et cetera and all that sort of stuff because it's become so hard and they're looking for a way out. And so personal development, when it hits some people in the face, it just goes bang, this is my way out of this, it's being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I've seen a new way and... So personal development does that. Um, there's not enough people waking up to that, unfortunately, right now, and hasn't been for a long time. Uh, but I think there's a there's a new process coming in that. Because yeah. actually, I think we mentioned it the other day, Ian. Just um, you you wrote a post. Um, the personal development systems that I've seen out there, not all of them, but the ones I've seen, have almost made you reliant on them. On a new system. Yeah. So you've come <laughs> out of one system and you've got onto a new system. Yeah, and same as the business I was involved in, they were. We used to get quotes all the time where you can't succeed without the system. You can't mm. succeed without the system's talking about the personal development system. That you can't, you can't do it. You have to be at this. You have to do that, and and that's great for someone who's brand new and all that. But the system kept you reliant on that, and then all you did was bring other people in and put them reliant on it, and you kept on turning up because they needed to see you keep turning up. Do you know what I mean? Same thing. And at yes. the end of the day, the. The system really, and there this, this, this should be no system, but the fact is everyone needs something. But the, if, if it takes you, it has to take you back to the reliance on yourself. And when you can actually be an awakened, spirit-led human being, that system's done its job, and now you can actually be the person you were created to be on this earth. Love that. Self-reliance, that, that independence... And then creating your own system, and and even if you don't like the word system, it's just structure. Like yeah, yeah. we thrive in structure. It's like why when you have a child, you you get them a, a, a regular routine for nighttime. They they tend to sleep better. But if you're all over the place, yeah, you wonder why they they're not getting settled. Well, find your own structure, your own system. Which yeah, that that post um, I appreciate you bringing that up because I am passionate about that, having gone from one system and then finding myself stuck in another system of dependency on other people. And, it, and it's really to, to anyone's detriment to, to be so dependent on something else that you, you can't be the person that saves yourself. It's, it's funny. I, I don't know why this came into my head this morning. I was just thinking about SOS, save our souls, and it actually should be save ourselves. Yep. that's what it should be because yep. we, we if we are forever reliant on someone coming to save us well then we're going to sit there like you described before sinking further and further into dependency until something breaks yep. 
Yeah, um, so- I, I am with you that there there is a change, and and I believe more people now more than ever are ready for that change, and it's why you know people like you, people like me, we're building new options for people yeah. and allowing them to make an adult decision so they can empower themselves and and not just change their life but see the true impact of the ripple effect, right? Well, you must have some great examples of the the positive impact the, the personal development work you did had on not just yourself but the all the people in your life. Yeah, look, definitely. Um, look, the personal development itself, you can't knock what it's done for people as far as, you know, you see the changes and improvements and all that. Um, I'll be honest, I don't think it's done enough because at the end of the day, like you said about independence and all that, and people don't like that word independence. You know, they don't like you um, speaking. People are going to be self, self-aware self and they're going to be self-independent and they're going to be this and that. Um, that's a, you know, it's kind of a dirty word almost in some areas because it's like, well, you know, who's going to control them? Um, mm-hmm. and they need, to be, they need to be controlled. They can do anything. Well, this is where, for me personally, I think, for me, I bring the back to if we can never get back in touch with our creator, um, we are going to be at a stage where we, we can. Don't get me wrong. Like, for example, you know, Bill Gates thinks independently. Do you know what I mean? Um, he would say he thinks independently. He might, you know what I mean? There's people out there who think independently that can go horribly wrong. All right? And they actually, they actually tell you, they would, if you spoke to those people, they would actually almost, they would probably 100% think that they are correct in their thinking. Hmm. And, the, um... you know, and so we can, and if we, um, and I don't, I can't do this myself, or I don't think any human being can do this, but if we can somehow allow people to find their connectivity back with the true source and then allow that to start creating in them, allow them to create in this world and become the person they were created to be, um, independently, that independence will actually strive into the right moral, ethical ways of actually living and, of course, want to help human beings at a large, more so than anything that makes you independent, um, dependent Sorry on, on things. Does that, does that make sense? I don't know yeah, you- it does. It does. And, and the word that comes to mind is something I got taught probably about six years ago is the, is the concept, concept of interdependence, where it's mutually beneficial. It's not, it's not one side is controlling or dictating or creating the system, but there's a, uh, within our own independence, we also have this mutually beneficial dependency on each other for certain things. And if yeah. you think about it from a community and a connection perspective, well, that's, that's a, a far more positive model that can take us forward than, than de- dependency and complete independence. Yeah, perfectly said, Neen. And then you put that, you put what I was trying to say probably in a better context to the truth for me. Um, that's where association and fellowship are probably the most important. Um, where we, I'll give you an example. The other night, um, I'm going through a, I've had a sort of a, a bit of a, a change in my approach over the last two weeks, really. And yeah. it was through a situation, which I'm not going to talk about, situation, circumstance, that I was like, okay, I didn't know that blockage was there. But I started seeing, and this is how I say it in my own way and beliefs, is God started showing me 
a different way. And I was like, okay, I hadn't really seen this before, but it kind of makes more sense to me. And it was, it was actually to get back to my true form to who I was. I really saw myself being as a person. And, um, but it wasn't until I sat down and had a coffee with a friend, for example, and this is where interdependency works so absolutely amazingly. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, you're not thinking big enough, Carl. And I'm a huge, and I'm a huge singer. He said it straight away, straight out. And I was like, what? I mean, it's sort of, I'll be honest with you, I was a bit dumbfounded by it because I, <laughs> I think huge, you know what I mean? I want to change the whole world, you know? And, um, and so he's, he's like, you're not thinking big enough. I'm like, what do you, and it was, and he, he actually just spoke to me about why I was thinking about certain stuff instead of already thinking about where I, where I'd have promised I was going to be, if that makes sense. Um, and I was like, so I was doing action steps as a small person trying to build to this instead of for me personally, I, I, I was already positioning myself in this area mentally, um, spiritually, and then allowing that to be given to me. Um, which is just so, and it just, but that independence, like you said, that interdependence, um, fellowship, community mm. is utmost importance. It, we've, 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 we've brought that and we've made that into a, a club. Do you know what I mean? With everything we do, whether it's a church system or it's the whatever, the local Freemasonry system, the local, um, the local business district, we've made it where we've become dependent without realizing that on that we've tried to create interdependency but we've actually made it dependent and yeah um you, you mentioned another thing that that uh, many will go through on their awakening journey uh, when when i say awakening whichever way you look at it it's 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 awakening to who you really are right and your connection to the divine in which whichever way you see that whether you just think it's your own intuition or god or universe however you want to uh view it believe it it's it's one and the same and you'll continue to have those moments where you realize you're not playing big enough yeah. and to me that's one of the absolute blessings of of that personal development that personal growth journey is when you when you kind of level up it's like gaming, right? I know you're a bit of a you. You do some some uh, gaming in another part of your world, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, when you level up and you just go, oh man, I'm capable of this. Like, look at this thing that I thought yeah. I was going to need. I'm going to need. I'm going to need a bigger boat, as the uh, as the quote goes. So. I want to. I want to come back to where you said probably the, the biggest moment for you was an introduction to the reality of God. So if you are someone who's kind of tiptoed in and you're now discovered in a world of business that these groups of people that are, that are going to church uh, actually seem to be in a more positive place than what you've experienced elsewhere, how do you go from that place to then, like you said, an introduction to a reality of God beyond what you'd known till that point. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess like you've said before, you said I think earlier on um, that you've got to be open and awake, awakened to that and ready for that experience as such. Um, yeah. These people, look, they were Christians, right? And we used to have summer, winter, summer conferences, 
big weekend conferences. And on the Sunday, they used to have a fellowship prior to it. It wasn't connected with the business as such, um, but it was um, invited to that. So I was, I didn't do it deliberately. Um, when I say that is when God gets hold of someone, he gets hold of someone, all right? Uh, I don't know how you, it's how everyone sees that, but the literally there was a pulling. There was, when you call it, it's an intu intuition, there was instinctive or a, um, I think in the Bible, in um, it says the Holy Spirit moves through the unctions um, and he leads his people through unctions. And so there was this just intuitive unction to first of all pick up a Bible and start reading it. Um, secondly, I got invited to a business done God's way seminar. Went to that. I was introduced to the spiritual realm immediately through prophetic speaking and, of course, personal prophecy. All that delivered to me. Um, never been around that in my whole life, and so, but. I was really, but what happened was me. I can't explain to everyone. It was, and I, I suppose this is something I kind of, I dream and hope that other people experience, like I did, because I walked into the church system, and I'll be honest with you, I was disappointed from my experience to what I saw. Um, I didn't understand. I wanted, I was so taken by God on the internal process that I couldn't get enough of Him. Uh, what I mean by that is I was looking at YouTube videos, trying to learn more. I was trying to read more. I was trying to, you know, work it more. I couldn't get – I went to church on Saturday, Sunday morning. I also went back on Sunday afternoon because I had two services. I was yeah. that absolutely – and that was – how do you explain it? When you get – it's like when you get a dream and a vision and it's it's literally embedded in you so much that you wake up in the morning, you know, you can't, you can't stop thinking about it. But yeah. you can't control that. That came from some. That didn't come from an external source. That came from an eternal source. So it, it you know, you that those thoughts weren't something I learned to do. I didn't do them out of. And so then, I quickly, be honest with you, the church leaders quickly recognised that, and grabbed hold of me, and they wanted me to become a pastor, and they wanted they had me preaching within no time, um, which was interesting, and and I was let wild and free and go for it and. And so I was preaching, and but the more I got involved in the church, it was like the more God wanted me to. It was like He was showing me what was wrong with everything, <laughs> and and I was like, and it's the same process that took me to to excel for God. It was the same process that took me away from the church as well. It's the same leading, the same unction, the same thought process, and I still live that like day today, like like that. Um, so where was this? There's no moment you can explain. Yeah. Um, there's no moment to explain apart from the fact that maybe I was open and ready, and I think that was God's design at that time for me. So I, so I can be a voice right now. It's the same like where you are, where you are right now. You, you were brought to this stage, and who knows what the future holds, but the, you, know, you were brought to this stage to be a voice right now. Yeah, and... and I don't know if this resonates with you, but part of me's always known that. There's there's always been something within me, like just going, well, what, like, I'm meant for more. 
And again, it's hard to explain it to someone that perhaps doesn't have that feeling, but uh, when then you get to have those moments of like tingles, like I'm getting through now of like confirmation of like, you know, you're, you're on the right path. You, you, you absolutely are. Um, to me, I, I look at that now and go, well, I probably had those callings at different times in my life. And you mentioned how God speaks to you and, and leads you to a certain path. What I would say is that when you resist the calling, when you resist what life gives you, then the messages will get stronger. It's um, uh, one of the, might have been Bob Proctor, and and uh, excuse me if I've got the wrong person, but talked about the universe will talk to you. So God, another word for God, the universe will, yeah. will give you a, um, a tickle with a feather. And if you're not paying attention, you'll get the brick. And if you don't listen to the brick, which is usually a bit more abrupt, right, well, then yeah. you'll get the truck. And for me, like, I, I've looked back in hindsight of the different feathers and the different bricks, but then I've had trucks and, and not taken notice. And then I've had, like, big trucks, like people passing away unexpectedly, uh, yeah. other moments of loss and and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm paying attention now, God. I'm paying attention. <laughs> You've got me. So, yeah. so I think probably the... Now, again, if, if you come at it from a purely logical perspective, in your head, you will have a decision that life is not how you want it to be. I want life to be a different way. I want it to be better. And the unconscious part of your brain will start finding answers. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. like you. I like, to, I like to believe that there is a higher power, that there is a God that, is also part of that process. But for those listening, it doesn't matter how you how you frame it. It's just knowing that there's something within you. There's a, there's a thought process beyond the the uh, what you then do, the decisions you make through thought. But those thoughts that just come randomly, like where do they come from? Yeah. But there's part of that that's guiding us home to to where we're meant to be. So. You've had this calling and you're starting to learn more. What what I got when you were talking about them asking you to become a pastor and, and you started preaching was like a stabbing pain in my heart that, that I'm getting from something there from you of like, was that was that a real big step up for you? Having to go from, okay, well, I'm interested and now they want me to, to step up and, and preach about something that I'm only kind of new to? Um, yes and no. Yes, I was... God, look, I didn't, I was like you, actually, when, I, when you explained it probably perfectly, there was, as growing up, I saw myself always speaking on stages. I'll be honest with you, that's my comfortable spot. But up until that moment, um, I built, I was building a business, but I was a nervous wreck on stage. Um, I was nervous wreck, didn't want to speak, um, you know, just go back to school, high school, doing school orals, you know, oral things. I think the kids laughed at me once because I, um, they actually timed me and I was 17 seconds in, in, and it was meant to be a four-minute talk. I did 17 seconds and I was off out of there. They actually timed me and I remember that and I walked back to my desk and I was finished. <laughs> you know, I'd done my, yeah. done my yeah. assignment. And um, so that, when, like I said, when I had this, it wasn't just one, when God got hold of me, he changed me from inside immediately. And like I said, there's this unction, there's this spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit, as we describe it in, you know, in the church realm. But the Holy Spirit pulls you 
in directions and it's just right and so when when they actually wanted me to preach it was actually it was actually it was mutual because i was ready i'd and i'd only been a short time in the church yeah. but i was <clears throat> excuse me um i was getting some prophetic words for people and i kind of was like and i was because i kept on getting these visions of me speaking to these people and yeah. about their life and about things and stuff that i shouldn't know and i actually started getting all these and so i was like so I went to the pastor, and we were in a Pentecostal church, so that actually no problems for them in the Pentecostal realm. They're happy to allow the spirit to flow as much as they as much as they can control it. Yeah. And so yeah, they um, so they sort of you know they gave they gave me. Um, I think they only shut me down once. You <laughs> know, they grabbed the microphone off me once. I think that was it. But no. Um, <laughs> what, what, what were you saying? No, that they... I, was, I was just going on for too long, I think. And the pastor was already <laughs> going to speak about that, and he came up and apologised to me afterwards. But he, um, yeah, but he basically said, "Oh, that's enough, Carl," and took the microphone yeah, off. You were on a, you were on a rant. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was going for it. Yeah, but, but uh, I can't remember what I was talking about. But um, but yeah, it was just um, so that was a process that was natural. And they actually, I mean, I think, I don't even know how long, I think I'd only been a part of the church for like less than two years. I had no qualifications. I had no nothing. And they come to me and say they want to start up a new church plan. And they actually asked me if I wanted to be the face of it and basically run it. Wow. And and I was, you know, I'm excited. You know, God's doing this for me. You know, he's elevating me. He's, you know, I haven't got any qualifications and he's done this for me. You know what I mean? I was all like that. And it got delayed, that church plan, for about 12 months. But in that 12 months, I sat in leadership meetings. And I saw stuff that it wasn't sitting. It was like, I was like, God, that ain't right. That's not God. That's just man trying to create a, a business model, basically. You know, I mean, that's what I was seeing. You know, it was just, you know, yeah. how, to create, how to create enough car parks for people and this and that. But because we're going to plan for this growth and we're going to bring in this system now, which was actually a um, system from another big church that, they sell a system basically off to how to run your church. Oh, interesting. Um, so I don't know if you've seen that before, but um, no. there's, there's some big church, well-known churches, you would have heard of them. Um, mm. They actually, I don't know how many of them do it, but these ones actually sell systems off, literally like how to build this church successfully. And you can actually download sermons and everything for, from them and all that. And, um, and to me, that wasn't, see, when you preach, it's actually the proclamation of God. So it's actually... You, God speaks, shows you what to say. In other words, you don't. I don't prepare anything. Um, God told me a long time ago. Said, "Carl, I was trying to prepare sermons." He said, "Stop preparing. I don't want you to prepare anything. I want you to. I want you to treat it like you're sitting here on a couch. Just while I sit here like this. All right. Just. Um, he said, "I want you to treat it like you're sitting at a couch at home and how you, how you speak to people." Love it. And I went, okay. So I actually went. My one of my eventually after about two or three sermons, I realised there was no flow, and I like to feel. The spiritual flow when I speak, I like to feel that it's just flying out. Um, so I, I, I went there and I was a bit nervous, but I got up there and and I just spoke, and it was probably one of the best move of God's I've seen in a church. Um, when I say move of God, you know, if you've ever been around a Pentecostal church, you'll understand what that means. But there was a lot of spiritual stuff going on, you know, people falling out of the aisles and the chairs, and the, um, and I've been through all that. I've laid people, you know, lay hands on people and they fall over. I've done all that, and mm. and I walked I walked away from the whole lot of it, a couple few years back, probably about six years back now, seven years back, 
because it wasn't where it was at. It wasn't where God was going. It's from my perspective, where I want, where he was taking me. Um, mm. I don't even know what we were talking about then. I just, <laughs> sorry, Ian, but yeah. No, no, that was perfect. I was just asking you about you, the pastor, and, and you've touched on some really powerful things there. To me, it's like what you described there is you, you, you become the conduit for God's word. Yes. You become you become the vessel in which it flows. And you know, I tell guests before they come on and I say the same thing to you. It's like I, I, I get some context, some structure, and then I yes. just allow whatever comes through to come through. Yeah. yeah. And, and to me that yeah, go on. Yeah, no, and and that doesn't have to look any certain way. Like for example, I've got friends who operate in the same area, like and but they'll write five pages down because God's just the, the way that God uses them as a conduit, as you put it, which is perfect, um, is they'll write, they'll, he'll just start flying and they'll start writing. You know what I mean? And they'll write. Right. Next thing you know, they've got a five-page sermon sitting there in front of them and they'll just step up on stage and start speaking it. For me, I don't have anything written out because I just, I start reading stuff and I lose all, all flow, I find. And that's just how it's been for me. Okay, this is good. Uh, and if you just come back from a from a perspective of people's own personal growth, that our connection to God or intuition or spirit or however you want to put it is often mirrored in our external world. So I like structure. I, I yep. thrive in structure. When I've got structure, I can then just ad lib. So I create the structure and I ad lib. Uh, I will go into meditation, uh, deep meditation, and ask, I need information for this. Or, or provide to me what you need me to talk about today. And then I'll get the idea. It'll either come through in an actual visual, uh, a thought, a word will pop into my head, and I'll, and I'll start writing. And then suddenly I've written three pages, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And then I just put it out there. And, yeah. and yeah. people come then, you know, it's like then you get people coming to you, and I'm sure you had this when you've taken a sermon like that, where people come to you and go, it's like you were inside my head and, and you were, it's like you were sharing exactly what I needed to hear today. Yep, yep, yep. And Perfect. to me, that's when we know we're on the right path, right? Certainly, certainly. And, um, and once again, that's, I think I, I did a video actually before I come on here earlier on this morning and because um, that's another area I'm going to start focusing on is live videos on my Facebook page particularly. And okay. I'm glad you said that because when when you were talking and you were talking about being the pastor, that well, I was going to ask you that after, but you know, yeah, I I, I feel that um, is the right angle for you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's actually been an angle God's been showing me for a long time. Um, I just haven't known how to put any structure around it. Um, and it's interesting you talk about structure. I think I've just changed subjects, but the actual. Um, I'm, a, I'm not a structural person, really. I've tried to put structure. Every time I try to put structure around something, I find I end up getting a brick wall. Like I'll put structure there, but when I get to go to do it, the feeling, the flow, the need, um, I'll be honest with you, there's like a brick wall and there's like a darkness that almost comes over me. I just can't step into it as, as much, and I try. When you're the big picture thinker, you, you need no boundaries. You, you need like open space to just create. I'm, I'm down the other side of the spectrum and the, the um, extroverted sensory person, that structure, with structure I thrive, without structure I'm floundering. So that's when I hit my dark walls, my dark spaces. So again, it's that unique p part of you, yeah, 
I would say for you, um, you were, you would only need, okay, I've just got a thought through away you go. And that's where you're going to get your best results. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Now you're talking, uh, thanks Ian. I actually, you're talking exactly to me right there. And that's exactly what I needed to hear. Um, it's, it's weird. It's, it's a conclusion that I've come to as well. Um, yeah. it's Personal funny. Yeah, once again, mentioned my wife. Um, she doesn't like me mentioning her, but, but the reality of it is it happened this morning, Ethan. She's she's a very structured person, needs to plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, um, and she's done this before when I come, when I preach, when I do this, but even before our interview this morning, she goes, oh, have you got anything prepared? I said, no. And I said, and she goes, you got to have something prepared. And I said, no. I said, you know me, I've never had anything prepared. It's just how it goes. Um, it's, it's the only way to do it for me. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but your listeners need to understand that doesn't have to be their way. Yes, either. Um, yeah, and it, the worst thing you can do is try and mimic someone. Um, it's I've actually said this now just to go on quickly. Just I've always said this. Um, people always say like there's, there's particular Bible references that always talk about in the church where they say you have to um, you have to become Christ-like, and they actually take that in the context that they, they're trying to mimic everything Jesus did mm. and they've actually got it totally wrong. So the only way you, to understand that you've actually got to be, Jesus was created to be who he was. He was created to be the, the, the manifestation of the son of God. He was created to do what he did in that time, 2000 years ago and become who he was for us to become Christ-like, we have to become who we were created to be. Yes, love it, 100%. And so we can't mimic him, but for me personally, with the help of him inside of me, he can start showing me who I am so I can become more Christ-like. I can be the living expression of God in this earth with the way I was created to be. And that's the difference. And that's where the church really get lost because they're trying to mimic someone instead of actually trying to let him show them who they're meant to be, be like. Mm, it's it's back to what we talked about earlier. It's the control yeah. and the system instead of the empowerment and the freedom, which yeah. if you go back and read any of Jesus' messages, it's you read it through the context of your own lens and all of those words will make more sense. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, just a, a, another observation when you're talking about the preaching um, in in the church they call them prophecies in the in the spiritual in inverted commas yeah. uh, community they call it um, being psychic to me it's we all have these different abilities some are going to be different from others everyone's going to have a unique but we have this ability to tap into something bigger than us yeah. and I, I really like I honor you for sharing that, but also ask everyone to do something that Carl mentioned before, which is being open to those moments when you know that's been true. When when you've thought of someone and they've called you on the phone, where you've you've had a thought about reaching out to someone and they've gone, Oh, I'm yep. so glad you you've you've reached out because, you know, XYZ. Like this is what's possible when we're more open to whatever word you want to put it like that, the ability for us to connect at a far deeper level. And that comes through that deeper connection to, to God, to spirit. Certainly. Um, look, everyone can operate. I think my previous video I did today was on energy field on energy and how energy flows in and through him. Now 
we might not know the source. A lot of people out there might not know. For me, it's like I know the source of where that energy flows from. But for everyone else, they might have different ideas of that, and that's fine. Um, but the energy flows, we all have that same energy flow flowing. And so when it comes to, like, we say prophecies, um, you know, which is, you know, that, that can look so many different in so many different ways. Um, does anyone in touch with that? Uh, yeah, don't even need to be super spiritual. It's not even super spiritual. It just has to be a natural, your natural being. When you're open to your natural being of what's coming into your mind, anyone can operate in any sort of realm they want to. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to come down to who they believe in. Now, that's another subject to the, what I believe in consequences of that or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, the fact is you can all operate in that room um, to to help, you know, and if we get, if your people get to what you're talking about, Ian, and even myself and other people like us, but the, 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 the idea and the process that we're talking about, if people can understand where we're trying to get people and humanity to, then that intuition, the thought processes, the prophetic or, or, um, or words of knowledge, another word we use, um, words of knowledge for people will flow and it will flow for the better of humanity and better better of friendships. That's why interdependency is such a huge thing. Um, it was no mistake when I rocked up for a coffee the other night with a friend that the first thing he did, he looked at me and said, you're thinking too small. You're not thinking yeah. big enough. Yeah, I mean, he knew. He knew straight away and, he'd already, and he didn't know the thoughts and the ideas that I was getting presented that day with and, and the ideas that I was sort of trying to ravel around and bring into context of, you know, who I was and what. And and he just rocked up and said that. That's a word of knowledge. We would describe it as in the church in a church system. Um, but everyone can operate in that realm. Yeah. And everyone does. They're just are not aware of it a lot of the time. Yeah, or they're denying it. Uh, everyone has had an experience with energy, whether it's yeah. walking into a room after something's gone down and just feeling the icy cold uh, oh, yeah reaction or it being a, a good feeling place or meeting someone that feels like an old friend yeah, and it's because yeah. they're projecting back to you a very similar energy and it just feels safe and it feels like home so everyone's had an experience but it's just how far you're prepared to take the depths of that and to me the, the further you can be open to the depths of it that's where well that's how you're going to deepen your connection your spiritual connection in whatever way that looks, whatever realm that looks, you, you will deepen it by having that open way of looking at it. Now, you said you, well, I know from reading a lot of your stuff now that you are um, preaching a lot about the disconnection from church and the system. So so how do you say that, see the way, the way forward for the future by still spreading the message of God Without, yeah. without the confines of the church. <laughs> you know what? That's a question I've been asking myself for a long time, Ian. Too. All right. Um, yeah. It's like, how do you want me to do this, God? You know what I mean? How do you? That's my questions. You know, on a daily basis. How do you want me to be God? How does this work? Um, I have a word or word that God gave me about ten years ago, and the word is unprecedented. I started a ministry as such, which I shut down for a long time because I didn't want to have a ministry or anything, but I mm. had a ministry page or a church page or whatever called unprecedented. I still operate. I'm just now starting to reuse that word unprecedented. And unprecedented is not something that's really been seen or done before as such. Um, 
I think if you could be you could be honest, we look around the world and we're in a time where we haven't seen what's going on before like this. Um, yeah. And and it's it's probably been more highlighted because we have social media and all that sort of thing, and that's opened up a new world to everyone because yep. we're now seeing events as they happen. We're now getting teachings and and different you know different thought and conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call them. Some of them very true, but a lot of theories coming through in our minds now, and a lot of you know. So we're getting a lot. Um, we haven't seen these are unprecedented times that we're in anyway, and mm. so for me to get that message out i i've had to work out that i have to be me yeah first of all first and foremost without any barriers like you said any real and and that was why i had to come out of the come out of the, out of the church system um i also have to i've just come to the realization that it's not totally up to me in um my role and my job and this is what i would say to everyone out there is that your role in this world is to, if you can, get to the stage where you completely know who you were created to be and what you're meant to do on this earth, and that is all you have to do. Yeah. The, 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 the results of that are irrelevant because if you're doing exactly what you were created to do, then the results will take care of themselves. And I'll be honest with you, I put a lot of stuff back onto God. You know, like, for example, if someone gets sick and I, I quickly pray for them, I just go, you know, heal that person in Jesus' name. My responsibility has been done. It's now God's responsibility. If I don't get healed, I'm kind of like, God, why didn't you do that? That's not my, you know what I mean? Why no. didn't you heal that person? Why didn't you provide for that person? Why didn't you? And I put it, I said, that's your issue. It's not mine. And yeah. and and if, don't get me wrong, if I had the funds and all that or whatever, I could. And, and But do you know what I'm saying? So when it comes yes, to... Yes, I do. Um, there's a scripture in the Bible that actually says in the end days that I will pour my spirit out up on all flesh. And to be honest with you, and that's, it doesn't say I will pour the spirit out up on a, on your flesh. It doesn't say that, you know what I mean? And we, we've talked about this already. The intuition and the, when you get a, a different spiritual feeling, you can't explain how that happens. There's no process to that. There's no, because if I could, because if, if there was a process, I could just go around to the whole world now and have a program set up and everyone gets you know saved as such, you know what I mean? Or everyone yeah. knows God. And and that's not look, I'm not privy to God's ways and plans. You know, I I'm I'm well aware that there's a lot of hurt and stuff going on in the world. I'm well aware of all those conversations. Hmm. And it's and I'll be honest with you, church itself to me is not the answer. But what we're talking about here is the answer. And, yeah, I love that. And, um, and I suppose the only difference that I have with you and maybe other listeners is I've totally come to my, I've totally got my foundation. I'm not talking about, don't get me wrong, but my foundation is as solid as the, the you know, as the depths of this earth. So my root, um, I don't have any need to know where my root source comes from anymore. Is that, does that make sense? Um, yeah. That's where I'm at, and that to me, I find with some spiritual people out there, have everything so much going for them. They're right. I listen, I've got some great friends on social media who talk about, you know, the, these energy and being light bearers, and just, and also just the flow. And I'm thinking, man, they're just so got it. They're just, they're so amazing what they're writing. Um, but there's one little thing for them and me that's different. I've totally got my foundation in Jesus, and that's it. 
and I actually don't look anywhere else. I don't need to look anywhere else. I just flow with whatever he gives me each day. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, it and does. They're wrong and I'm right because they've got it down too. It's just the way I see it from my perspective. And so yeah, I don't I guess who I am. It's, it's again, it's us, the conduit. We, yeah. we get spoken to in different ways and, and some people are needed to reach a certain type of people or they yeah. might not ever reach, be reached by one particular way of preaching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I love that, and and knowing your foundation and being true to that that that's part of the key to doing what you said before. If everyone just plays their own part, then yeah. how much better is life going to be? You, you you mentioned know, know thyself. Uh, that was the um, motto at my high school, and it, we used to just make jokes about what that actually meant. But um, yeah, but it's yeah. like the 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 more true that's become become every single day uh, for me has been amazing um you what you were describing there um self-autonomy was the phrase that came to me it's it's giving everyone the opportunity to create their own path each one coming with its consequence but not feeling that they're responsible for anyone else because that's part of what's creating so many of the struggles with people in in relationships, whether that just be in their family home or at a in a bigger scale, just wanting to be responsible for other people's stuff, for other people's mess, for other people's emotions, yeah. uh, saving different parts of the world when they haven't got their own, as you said, foundation in order, haven't got their own house in order. That that's not how we're going to to like you know, people talk about save the planet. We're not going to save the planet by people focusing in that area but instead in focusing in their own small part of their, what is going on for their internal world um yeah. i wanted to bring this to your attention you you mentioned that um verse from the bible and you talked about um on on their on people's flesh i, I saw this piece uh probably about two years ago and it was talking about um the uh it was genesis and he was talking about if you look at the difference between the original ancient Hebrew text and the um, modern Hebrew translation that most of us read. And he was just talking about how subtle the difference is, but how massive the difference is in terms of what context and meaning would be around that. You use the word flesh, the one that really stuck in my head, but he's talking about and he created man and he, cre and he gave them skin. Well, apparently ancient Hebrew the word was actually light he gave them light yeah, yeah. and i really love that because it's like he, he he gave them energy yeah yeah he gave and them that internal part of us that we that we all have and we've been talking about for the last 45 minutes yeah yeah no um you, you, you're totally wrong right there i mean so right there, um in um in the you're not wrong there right um it, um with the context of yeah, like we, we go back to the very beginning. Um, I've actually been about three years ago, probably. I was preaching at a church. I've been invited to this church to preach. It was a small church, and halfway through my message, as I was preaching, I stopped, and all of a sudden I went, "Watch for the people who start talking about Adam prior to the fall." You know, Adam and Eve, and and I said, "Watch for that," and. I didn't realize, but only like a year later, all of a sudden, God started giving me revelation. I started teaching on 
creation prior to the fall and how how adam was and literally because give you an idea adam had no knowledge of the of as such all his knowledge came from god he for example he was created and it says he breathed life into him when he says life jesus came and said i am the life mm. so he breathed jesus because we talk about everyone talks about jesus as in a man who that was two thousand years ago and he's coming back as a man two thousand years ago now, jesus was just as much spirit and was before because i talk about he was before in the bible it tells us that he was before and he was with, with creation everything was created in through him so if everything was created through him it was a spiritual life force the light all right because if you go back to the very start of the bible god said let there be light this was prior to him creating stars and moons and suns so what was the light hmm. jesus was the light jesus came along and said i'm the life he also said i'm the light so when God breathed into Adam, he, 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 when God breathed into Adam, he didn't breathe just Jesus. He, brought, he breathed light. He breathed his light into him. Um, we, we talk about the born-again experience in the church, all right? Um, I would love to refer that to as the awakened experience. I believe we have a dead or a dormant spirit because we're born into a world system that doesn't want us to learn about our spiritual selves. Yeah. The way we've we've been taught to learn from ex external processes, we read books, listen to audios, listen to men, news, TV, whatever doesn't matter. School, our parents who don't know any better, yeah, and they teach us all from out here into here. The original learning of Adam was God inside, light, energy, bringing forth thought to do. Mm. And so this is where things are all backwards and we need to get back into tune to being alignment with our thought processes which actually have to come from within yeah um i don't i don't, I don't really listen to anything these days to tell the truth um i listen to a couple of your podcasting and just for the fact that i knew you'd invite me on here i do the same with other people if i get invited somewhere i check i have a quick listen to just make sure i'm you know it's it's going to gel and and so it was um but I don't do it for, to learn more. Yeah, that's fair enough. And um, my learning source comes from inside. And this is where we probably need to get to at some stage. But, yeah, you talk about light and energy, and it's it's all there in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, oh, I saw something, uh, I don't know, maybe three years ago, and it was talking about um, the Mayan calendar and saying, like, it actually backs up everything. Like it says that all these different theories are true. Like why can't it be? Why can't it be all of them? Now, whatever you buy into that, it's like it's a it's a different way of seeing it. I, I'd love to hear from you for, for the benefit of listeners who are here and are thinking, okay, well, you're using you're referencing the Bible as your source source of truth. Yeah. What are they to make of that if they've got doubt or scepticism of this book? I, I totally uh, agree. Yeah, yeah apparently written apparently written 
or not even written 2,000 years ago because there's, there's, there's a fair bit of um, historical uh, data yeah. around exactly when and how and all those different things. But, yeah, so what, how do you make sense of that to the, someone who might be curious but still have some questions? No, totally good, good questions and justified, totally. Look at the world. It's a mess. Um, you know, what's a church done? It's still a mess. And um, I had this, I've had this thought process for a long time and I've had to work out how to answer that because because I actually I actually relate to everyone who thinks though I actually wants to ask those questions and I've come to the realization myself one I'm going to say I don't I reference the Bible now and I do have that knowledge and it helps me but I don't read the Bible anymore and people the church are going to be watching this people who are church people are going to they're going to absolutely just be gobsmacked at that 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 actual comment right there all right they're going to be like you know, he's not a Christian, whatever. You know what I mean? That's just, that's relevant mm -hmm. to me. Um, my experience with God through Jesus, was with Jesus, did not come through reading and understanding. So if you're, that's what came into my head this morning, you know, I was talking to people, all right? If you want to, if you're, you're doubting if Jesus is real and all that stuff, that's great. That's perfectly fine, all right? Totally get it, no problems. I'm not here to talk you into that. In fact, I don't even want to talk you into that. Yeah. All right. I think that would be a travesty to talk someone into something just on logic. Yeah. But if there's an inkling of, all right, is this spirit, man, real, then I would expect a realistic experience. Yeah. And so I would tell the people, all right, forget the Bible for a second, all right, did he, you're relate if you come to the realization of him real, he may lead you to read the Bible and get some understanding and context around what he's trying to teach you. And that's perfectly fine. He might not too. Doesn't matter. But yeah. I ex this is what I if someone said to me, I don't believe in Jesus, I want to believe in Jesus, but I don't and if he's real, he's real, right? And I'd be honest with you, I don't think there's any other God I could do this with. If he's real, then there is some way that you can't doubt, and it could be through intuition, it could be through a feeling, it could be through just a knowledge of all of a sudden, because how do I tell you? I can't explain to you how I know he's real. Really. It's like yeah. how do you tell someone you had an intuition? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. There's actually a, another quote in the Bible, all right, to take this way. My, my people will know my return via their via instinct it's interesting the church are always teaching that jesus return is going to return in the flesh and i'm not saying that might not happen one day yeah but it actually says that my people will know my return through their no sorry through their intuition it actually uses the word intuition so good um, so my suggestion is if i doubt the bible good don't read it but if Reading it might answer some questions, fine. But ask Jesus to reveal himself or God to reveal himself to you. And if you get nothing, keep going about doing your life as normal, please. But if you get something which may lead you to another person, it may lead you to a church, it just may lead you to falling on the floor in tears and going, I can't help but deny what I just experienced, then totally you cannot deny it. Yeah, I love that. 
Um, I often, for the long-term listeners of this show, they would know I talk about that a lot. Like, I don't need you to validate my experience. I don't even need you to believe my experience, but I know the full body experience that I had. I know the experience that I had, and it gave me everything I need to know the the truth of those moments and and again tingles as i say it the, the confirmation it comes just flows straight through us when we allow ourselves and to, to add to what carl said there if you ask those questions be open to receiving answers because if you're just going oh i didn't get anything but you're closed off well then of course you're not going to get anything yeah it, it's okay. you you mentioned before um you know that there's we're, we're in this state at the moment and it's been really challenging few years. To me, that's a culmination of the collective saying, I don't want life to be like this anymore. Yeah. I want life to be different. Because when that happens from an internal and a personal perspective, you tend to sh- your life tends to shake up. When you make a commitment that I'm not doing this anymore and you seek other answers, then you will be given new, new sorry, seek other questions. You seek answers, you ask better questions and you get better answers well then there's a rapid change and and which usually has some sort of um disheaval upheaval in your life that that unfolds which you feel like everything's falling apart but actually it's just clearing the way for everything to fall into place well it's my belief or knowing or knowledge as you talk about that when when enough people have that decision that we're not going to do this anymore, well, then there's going to be upheaval. There's going to be a whole lot of things shaken up so that we can individually and collectively land in a better place. I remember having this conversation with my mum when when um, there was a, you know people were, were were freaking out when uh, Donald Trump was running for uh, Republican candidate and people were you know making all these different oh what will I mean all this and and I just remember. Th- saying and my mum actually referenced it um not so long ago it's like if this is what it takes for the world to change well then this is what it takes don't try and decide whether this is right or wrong or feel you need to control the outcome or tell everyone whether he's good bad and different whatever just allow things to unfold yeah to help answer the questions that you've put out there it's interesting you mentioned, you know, Donald Trump. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the bloke. All right, um, whether you know that's irrelevant, but I, um, I thought like him. I liked his policies. I love the way he is. I love the hardness and the brashness of the man. Um, I just, you know, I mean, I, uh, the no, the no political correctness, the no, you know, BS that goes with it. Um, I kind of like it. I always have. Um, but once again, going back from my perspective, um, when you can go from a universe perspective or a God perspective, but from a God perspective, uh, I totally believe, and I started preaching this, and I've got, I can go back to some of my old Facebook posts before, that God was awakening the world. And it wasn't necessarily waking the world to him as such, but there, he was awakening the world to what was going on, all right? I, I remember um, several years prior to, uh, probably quite a few years before Donald Trump actually ran, um, God spoke to me and I shared it in a meeting and I said, um, I saw a vision and it was like these old buildings and there was sand or cover and you couldn't see them and he was blowing the sand off. 
And he spoke to me in that moment and said, I'm sending it. And I'd be honest with you, I still don't really know what the East Winds mean. I tried to study it, but it didn't matter. But he said, I'm blowing in the East Winds. And some of your listeners might actually have a what, better... What was it, know, the, the East Winds. The East, east Winds. East, east West, yep. So East Winds. So I'm sending in the East Winds and I'm uncovering everything. And that was prior to Donald Trump running. Um, he comes in and to those who... A lot of people woke up in that period. A lot of this stuff, even like the awakened people we speak now, they don't have to have it in a spiritual context, but they, they're awakened to the rights and wrongs of this world at the moment, all right? Yeah. There was something when he ran, whether you like him or not, something went off in this world that caused chaos. And and you started off with the media. They just went crazy. The, the hatred for that, for one man, whether they liked him or not, to hate someone that much and to then feed a population who was so and that awakened also not that didn't just awaken people to the wrong of the political world but it awakened to the awakened a lot of people to the thought process that the media have a lot more control over people's thought processes than what they actually realize yeah. <laughs> and people were starting to wake up to that so they were getting angry and they're like and i'm like what are you angry for and they're like and then they, they'd actually, when I mean, the ones who stopped and thought actually couldn't figure out why they were angry. <laughs> because, because some, you know, I mean, they were just like, oh, because yeah. of this, which a lot of them were just lawyers, you know. And so, the, hmm. um, and so we see that, and that's continued on. And yeah, it's still yeah, I see that it's been that's been happening throughout history. When when yeah. people reach a point of disillusionment, like there yeah. was Brexit in the UK, there was you look at the debacle that's politics in this country. Where they just all become the same, the same beast, and and people are going like, what what are we doing? Like this is like, just about every person you speak to says how, it's, you know, they're 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 not doing a great job, and also that you know they're they're dodgy as anything. But then on, on the other hand, they want to buy into the bits they want to buy into. Let everyone have their own path, but don't try and project what you think it should be. Like we said, because they're having their own uh, emotional reaction. They're being triggered by something, and then they're trying to fire that off at everyone. I don't know, it comes back to what we've probably a big theme of, of the talk is if you're looking for a deeper connection, you'll find it, but ultimately it's got to come back to your own individual experience. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carl, fascinating chat, and I and I love going down these different paths that are that unique, and that's why I love sharing people's stories because we get a unique way of seeing, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, a similar context, helping people to to move through whatever it is that's keeping them stuck. Uh, I thank you so much for sharing. I, I I know you said you're going through a bit of a um, uh, you're re envisioning your your whole uh, mission. Now, whether you call that business or you or whatever you call it, but but what is it that you want to bring to the world, and and where can people find out more about this uh, unprecedented yeah, look, at, journey at you're moment, you're bringing? Now, yeah, at the moment, just my my own name, Carl Pickering, on Facebook, is the the place to be right now, and um and I've got I've got TikTok and Instagram and all that, but Facebook is where I'm going to focus my paramount time and energy at the moment and then of course i'll advance that out probably to other social media with short form videos um for what i want 
I kind of actually had to ask this question myself the other day, which is a really interesting question. What am I, what am I trying to want? Um, personally, for me, I only want to do what God wants me to do. See, that's that's who I'm trying to please, and I'm already understand that He's already well pleased. But out of that, I want to be that person. Um, so that's cool. But what He wants from me is to speak the truth um the one word that he's always said to me god has always spoken to me and other people have said this to me is to be his voice so in other words to speak the truth that he gives me to speak um so i'm finding at the moment that truth is actually highlighting the wrongs of certain certain things um so to bring truth forth people have to be aware of what is actually not right yep and so, like you said, you know, to awaken people, sometimes we just got to, um, you know, we've got to just, they've got to be open and hear the truth, but sometimes we've got to hear it a couple of times as well. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll reference the church quite a bit because that's probably what I get. And that's where it come, where I've come from, my background really, predominantly. Yep. yep. And but we're like all of us, we, we do want a better hu- human connectivity. We do want a better human experience. Um, yeah. We do. I want everyone to be free from the financial burdens of this world, because once again, the root of all evil is finances. Yet finances aren't a problem in the right hands. So um, I'm, I'm understanding. I mean, I, I, I hate this decrepit world where finances is such a controlling aspect of what we do on a daily basis, and and so. Is there a better world that we can create out of that? That's yet to be seen. Um, don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of people coming up with different ideas than that. So I know I'm, this is a bit long-winded, but the reality of it is everything comes out of my core being of wanting to be his vessel and voice. And I suppose present truth to what he wants me to, how he wants me to present it to this world. And that's it. Love it. To me, um, there's definitely a better world coming. Like, why believe that it's not like yeah. the the doomsdayers and the people that say it's going to be it's going to be this and it's going to be this? It's like, what? Wh- why? Why is that your belief? To me, that's stuck in a a fear response or a uh, or an anger response or some other instead of actually choosing a love response, which is we'll find a way because humanity always has, and. Yeah because of every human's desire for what you said there, connectivity. Certainly. So, so Carlo, I thank you for sharing. We're going to add something else just then. No, that's right. I think a lot of those beliefs come from the original understanding. We come from a church Christian Judeo background. And so those, a lot of those beliefs and they still carry on throughout the churches today. They come from those backgrounds where they believed in an end time where everything was going to call, go chaos, everything was going to be, and, and it wasn't going to culminate until we saw the return of Jesus Christ. Now that was the original, probably thought process going back to when you know we became nations. Um, you know, Australia was created under a Judeo-Christian sort of style enterprise. You know, whatever, same as America, same as most of Western society, um, and those thought processes would have continued through. I've just told you in the that our reveal, revealing of Jesus Christ is actually in 
instinctively and intuitively. And it's, yeah. it's actually within. It's within. And where the living expression has gone, what you're saying is, sorry, I'm going on right now, but the really old is, is this world is coming into a better place. It is coming into a better place, all right? And the to take away being responsible through belief that he's the only one who can save it is is being irresponsible, really, to, to and not taking away any responsibility to what this world's going through, all right? Um, so as humans, like you said, we rise up. Uh, I'm a big believer in God rises up the right people in the right places. You know, you're in your place, I'm in my place. There's so many others who are speaking the same language right now. And together, um, there is a whole new world being created. And, and the chaos that we're seeing right now is the good versus evil. That's all happening. And that, that's actually deliberate and it's for a purpose. But on the other side of it will be an amazing world um, and I, you know, that's going to be, you know, I think we're going to, I think we're going to be free as people. Yeah. We're going to be a lot freer. Um, the burdens of life that we have today aren't going to be the same. I feel that, uh, I, that was my favorite part of the chat was bringing that back to it when Jesus returns through it, the intuition. It's like, he's already here, right? <laughs> well, he is, he's in and through us. Everything's created in and through him, you know, and we carry that spirit. Yeah. And we Very are cool. the living expression. Yep. Beautiful. Carl, very unique perspective for this podcast, but I thank you. I think anyone who's grown up in a, in a church environment or have been in a church environment will really value what you brought to the table. Uh, to me, you've, you've struck something which is at the essence of, of spirituality, however you want to look at. It's that deeper connection within, a deeper connection to a higher power, uh, and for those of us that believe in God, I like, I like how Alan Watts put it, uh, God and the devil, just remove, change two letters and it's good and evil, as you pointed out before. It's like whatever word you want to put to it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, a fantastic way of, of you describing it for, for people who will, if they've been in that background or maybe they're just curious, will relate to a lot of what you said. So thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. No problems. And thank you, Ian, for having me. This has been really good, really good. So You're welcome. Man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Cheers. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Grief Code podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please share it with a friend or family member that you know would benefit from hearing it too. If you are truly ready to heal your unresolved or unknown grief, let's chat. Email me at info at ianhawkinscoaching.com. You can also stay connected with me by joining the Grief Code community at ianhawkinscoaching.com forward slash the grief code. And remember, so that I can help even more people to heal, please subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform.